Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Order in the court! Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. Torian B. And today we have our special guest here. You know, he has a very fly shirt on. His hair is always pristine and in place. Talk about that at the last guy, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How you guys doing? Doing good, bro. Feeling good. Um, ready to get into this album. But how was your weekend? Anything special? Weekend has been uh, chill. I hung out with uh, family. Spent some family nice. time with some ba- new babies in the family. Um, just uh, relaxed. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. That's important. I went to. I thought about you guys this weekend because I went to Comic Con, and um, I wish y'all was with me. But I walked around with Ed. Um, twin saw Tower. A lot of, yeah, Twin Towers. Saw a lot of, like, really dope cosplay. Um, and it was weird this year because, you know, the strike is still going on. So, like, panels wasn't really paneling because they couldn't really talk about shit. Yeah. Did you see that Chris Evans talked about everything that he just likes to do? Yeah, I saw that. So, like, you know, Chris Evans, obviously, Captain America. So everybody want to see what he's talking about. Yeah. But he didn't really talk about nothing. I, I didn't see it, but I read the reports of like what he talked about. Yeah, so like they kind of on the fly. But they but they were paid for the at least showing. Show, show, right. yeah. So they had to show so up. They have to do uh do they do are they able to do autographs and stuff that they were I'm pretty sure they can do autographs. You can give out yeah, you can give out autographs and everything like yeah. that. But you just can't you can't do anything that will promote a project. Yeah, yeah. So like even if like you know, like so that's like going on a podcast, like anything that's going to like promote a project, nah, you can't do it. Yeah. What if they showed up in cosplay? I don't think that's promotion. Which promotion you can't yeah, do promotion. If he showed up dressed as Captain America, even though Captain America technically does. Captain America, like what if he showed up dressed as Doctor Strange? I mean, well, obviously not. Like, Danny, now you just, like, throwing <laughs> stuff out there. Like, obviously not, but, yeah. That would be a mindfuck for real. He show up dressed as Doctor Strange. Niggas would be like, what are you doing? Yeah, yo, that would have thrown everything. That would have been crazy. Yeah. That would have been funny. Exactly. That would have been you funny. Know, like, I can't like, lie. But, um, but yeah, man, nonetheless, it was still a good time. Because, you know, Javits Center is always cool. It's always a lot to see. I spent a lot of money in there. Um, I remember the, um, the sites. The sites were great. Yeah. Sites was good. Like what sites? What are you talking about? Um, well, cosplay. Yeah, cosplay sites. Oh, oh, you mean like the girls like with their asses out? Is that what you, that's what you mean? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We men. <laughs> yeah, the sites. The sites were incredible. I saw. I didn't. I saw a thick black widow this year. <laughs> Two years in a row, I saw. A thick it was black a cat suit, bro. Yeah, yeah. I saw a really thick black widow. I saw. I saw a thick Punisher. What? Yeah. A thick Punisher. Thick. I don't know. I don't it was know a woman? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> it was a woman. Oh. <laughs> it was a woman. No, because the Punisher's a man. So I'm well, gonna... this Punisher identified, so let's not, you know. Here we go. Let's not do that. Anyway, needless to say, it was a great time. I spent a lot of money. 
Um, I mostly bought things for other people, and I was like, who the fuck am I right now? I'm at Comic-Con. I'm thinking about other people. I do that. I do that from time to time. Thank you, sir. But it was it was fun. I wish I I wish I actually shout out to my boy Brendan. Um, Brendan actually hooked me up because Comic Con tickets got really expensive at the last minute, and he works for um he runs a comic book store out in Brooklyn, and um he was like, yo, I got a I got a badge for you if you want to come through on Friday. It's fucking yeah. perfect. So yeah, shout out to my boy Brendan. Yeah, my cousin um, hit me up after the fact and was like, yo, like they had tickets for like twenty bucks. I was like. That's crazy. Yeah, I heard once uh once it started, the tickets actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's typically but what that's happens. In a lot of situations, I, I mm-hmm. try to check now uh, for sporting events. And yeah, that. Mm-hmm. a lot of times it happens. Yeah. That's typically what happens. But um, but anyway, so music. Um, today, as you guys are here for, um, we're getting into this album from this artist from the shot town. This is technically his third mixtape. It wasn't an album. It's marketed as a mixtape. Even though it was a major mixtape, you got contributions on here from Kate Tronada, you got Kanye West, you got Young Thug, Justin Bieber, Two Chains, Kirk Franklin. Um, it was released on Apple Music exclusively back when it came out in 2016. And um, this artist is one of those artists that was revered as an independent artist. And there's a lot of technicalities in that. There's even technicalities in this being a mixtape to me because I feel like when this drop was like when the, it's like all right. This whole mixtape album thing, it's getting weird now. Yeah, yeah. This was the official This was the death straw. Yeah. Oh, and I think this was the death. But this guy was pulling a lot of strings back then where like I think some people, I forget what the call was. I think SoundCloud was about to shut down. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted and was like, I'ma take care of this or some shit. And then next thing you knew, SoundCloud was like alive and well. And it was like, okay, like I don't know how you did that, but cool i don't i don't know he was just pulling a lot of strings back then and it went along with his good guy image um and i'm talking about chance the rapper chance the rapper came out with this album mixtape in 2016 called color and book and when it came out back then it was revered right chance was like this guy that nobody hated um (laughs) back then no it was some people that hated him back then but it just that like now everybody openly yeah he had this image that um everyone loved and um, back then, and um, he marketed himself in such a way that kind of contributed to that. And when this came out, it had great reviews almost across the board. Um, what can you say? I'll let Danny actually open this. What What can you say that uh, about this time frame and about this album that you remember? So I think when this came out too, I think um, people started learning where the plant. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that came with this project was not so much uh, plants. I think people are realizing now that the music industry is ran off relationships, money, um, algorithms, and all that. And then you have to play the game a certain way. So I think what we once thought of as plants were people who had the money behind them the people behind them pulling strings for them to get these placements and all that is is really good business in the system that it's designed for. So I think we we have grown to adapt our uh, description of a plant. But at the time, everybody was like, who's this kid who has two mixtapes? He has uh, 10 days 
was the first one. Yeah, as acid rap. I think before this he had the um the mixtape with Little B, the freestyle mixtape too. Yeah. And he had that uh Donnie Trumpet. Tape. Yeah, the Donnie Trumpet and uh whatever was the surf one mm-hmm. before this. Um, which was his alias. I think a lot of people felt weird because they didn't know of those other two projects of uh, the one Little B and the Donnie Trump one. And they heard he was going around with, uh, who's the guy he has the, not James Fauntleroy, that he has the son, James Blake, I think is the name, James One. Um, that what? That they have the song together, uh, Riding Round, I think it's called. I don't think it's James Blake. Uh, who's it? is it on this project? He's a bigger art. He's a he's a more known uh, Caucasian artist that maybe it is James Blake. Probably James Blake or James Blunt. I think it's James. It's James Blake. James Blake. Okay. okay. Right around here, yeah. He got okay. that look. Um, it was that apparently they had lived for like a year together uh, or summer together, and they had all this music together that they were uh, just knocking out. It was the whole thing of like, how are you getting all these looks? How are you getting on your third mixtape, supposedly? That's not an album. How are you getting this Apple deal? And which we learned also these uh, deals at the time were, were not the be- in the best interest of these DFSPs because they realized they really were making it a, you had to get one or the other, whereas they could have just existed as they do now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think uh, he, this album made a lot of people realize just different behind the scenes workings mm-hmm. of the music industry. I think for our age group, yeah, I agree. Um, but I think uh, it was a good project at first. I think in as I've gotten older, I'm like, all right, there's some cheesiness to it. Mm-hmm. But I think at the time it worked, especially for the time it's in. I think it uh, spoke very much so to the year. That uh, it came out in. Yeah. I know we loved this album when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Okay. And what about you, T? Um, revisiting this album, it's not how I remember it. This album was, a hard, was hard to get through. Um, I also think that a huge, a huge part of his rise was his management. Remember Taylor Bennett? Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, that that gentleman. That's his brother. That's his brother? Taylor Bennett? It is? I believe that's his brother. I thought that was... Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. I'm about to check this out right now. You just do it. Okay, a.k.a. Okay, his name is Pat Cochran, a.k.a. Pat the Manager. Got it. Got you. His His brother is Taylor Bennett. Yeah. And Pat Cochran. So I think that Pat Cochran had um, relationships and had a formula to present him to the public. And I think that once things fell apart with him, because I think like Chance really wanted to put out that 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 project, that third project. Um, what it, I think what what the fuck was it called? Uh, I don't know. I forgot. I forgot. And nobody bought it because nobody listened to it. But uh, you talking about the one where he's holding the record? Yeah. Yeah. That was his official first debut, and it was um. That was after this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, I'll get that for you right now. Yeah, the big day. Okay, the, the big, big day. But what I'm just saying is, it it proved that um there were a lot of things like Daniel was saying behind behind the scenes going on. Um, Chance Rapper was a fucking industry plant. Like um, I think that you know his team did a lot to 
do a lot of smoke and mirrors to add more, uh, to make us love, make him more be more beloved. But like he was just like any other artist. It's just that like he caught on and like caught on like fucking wildfire. And they put him in a lot of rooms with people. You know, um, his father works and has a political background. He knew how to move in rooms and talk to people and make connections and make relationships and things like that. And, you know, now fast forward to 2023, you know, I ha- I was able to listen to this album with like a different ear. And I was just like, yo, get this nigga the fuck out of here. Like, I didn't enjoy this project at all, bro. Like, I can't, like, there's song. now, now, don't get me wrong. Like, there's songs on this project that I still enjoy to this day, right? But I was so mad because Danny reminded us that I think that we gave this album of the year, you know, on on our website. Yeah, so so we did, like, a quick video back then, and I remember this vividly. I think I was sitting where you're sitting right now. You were sitting over here. We had Quincy here. Um, And I came back from Cameroon. And it was one of the first reviews that we did, like top of the year, January. And we was talking about all the albums that were like really good in 2016. Mind you, I think after we reviewed this, or thinking back now in retrospect, you know how everybody romanticizes 2016? Like, man, 2016, summer 2016, blah, blah, blah. I think this is part of that. Because I feel like now with all the smoke and mirrors in 2023 now, when, when we look back at things, we can kind of be more realistic with how things were, at least musically. Because in 2016, I don't think I hated anything in 2016. Bro, I'm sure. I already know four albums I, I hold much higher than this one. Yes, I'm in 2016, it was just like, The Life of Pablo, the We Got It From Here, mm-hmm. the Tribe album. Mm-hmm. The Kendrick Untitled Unmastered, in hindsight, was better than this. And that was a demo. That was a... Birds of the Tramp Sing Brian McKnight is better than this. Yeah. Yo, it's no way that we said that Coloring Book was album. Of- I gotta, I'm telling you. I'm nah, we didn't say, we didn't look it up. Bro, I'm a little tired. Nah, we didn't say, we didn't say, we didn't, no, nah, we didn't. I'm gonna pull, pull it up, bro. You, you know, I'm not putting this album Under over. Three. Shrem Life 2. Yeah. Nah, we're no, bro. Nah, I think, I think we said, I think we said we liked it. We didn't say that Coloring Book was album of the year. I'm going to the All right, right. You know, I wasn't putting that over the life of Pablo, bro. I'm everybody looking goofy. Danny, look at me. You know, I nah, you, yeah, you know, I didn't say it was over that. Nah. Going to the archives. I'm always tapes. But regardless, right? We held it to a high regard. Yeah. Yeah, we held it in a high standard, but you know, I didn't put that over a We held it to a high regard. If we didn't put it number one, it was at least top three. It was okay. I'll, I'll say I, we probably had it. We had I think top three, okay. but I definitely. I'm gonna look into you it. You know a Kanye album? Yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. But anyway, um, so for your assessment of this, it was a it lot just, better back then for you. It was a lot better back then because I think it was something like fresh, like, and I think it was a uh, uh, for me it was kind of like. Oh shit! Like he's just like a positive person, mm-hmm. and I think that it kind of played on my heartstrings that he pretty much was like kind of, he kind of was fleshing out Kanye's career if it went in a in a certain direction. Yeah, and he tapped into that, and I think it really like pulled on my heartstrings. Like I really think about that. Like yeah. he definitely he definitely took Jesus walks and like and and let that like kind of like make this album. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the whole point of, of the whole coming about of this album was he had the 2013 success of acid rap he started going everywhere and he was really blowing up uh, he decided that he was going to move back home uh, back in 2015 
or 24, no, in 2014, he realized he was going to move back home because he'd been tired of being everywhere, wasn't home. He ends up getting back with his childhood high school uh, sweetheart, and in 2015, finds out she's pregnant. During this process of her being pregnant, apparently he finds God, he decides he wants to marry her, and um, he really wants to make an ode to Chicago. So that's when he comes in and he decided to make this project and record it from 2015 and then put it out 2016. Mm -hmm. This was the beginning of when we're getting like, okay, it's happy. Like you have aspects of it, of, of he's in a relationship in this, you, you know, that he, he's trying to, to be a better person than he was from acid rap, which is a drug degenerate, you know, two weeks that he had and he just enjoyed. And it's showing growth, especially because, you know, the first project was him being literally a high school kid that was, uh, he recorded in 10 days because he was suspended for two weeks. Right, right. So you get to this, and, and it's, while it shows a lot of growth and a lot of maturity, there's a less dangerous aspect that we already know of Chance that came from the last project. And it seems like also here, he's even though he's reaching out to the higher tier rappers who may not have the best image, he seems to have polished himself off. He seems like he separated himself a bit from uh, the people he was around before, like the Vince, Vic Mensas, for example. They were still friends. They were still friends, but it seems like You're talking about the Save Money crew. Yeah, they were no. He was still friends with all of those all of those kids. But he wasn't as visually around them at this point in his career, and that's when that I think was all uh, because they knew the direction further he was going to go of it being more gospel. I think in their mind, it's whole. Um, I'm a parent. I love my wife. Thing did it wasn't going to come off like a gimmick, and I think that's why the disconnect comes later on with his projects. And why going back to re-listen to this one, it comes off as a gimmick because you realize more and more what he came and because we already had that connotation of him as a plant. It didn't come off to me as a, a the gospel thing didn't come off to me as a gimmick because if you know who his family, his family is extremely religious. Mm -hmm. For me, it came, it, it, he didn't come off as a gimmick. He came off to me as a plant where like a lot of things that like he said to us were lies, saying that he was an independent artist when he wasn't, when he was still at, when he actually had a situation with Atlantic Records and he had relationships with record labels, but basically presenting presenting himself as an, as an indie artist and he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then doing these deals and getting and getting a lot of things that like are unheard of. And I get like, you know, sometimes like there, there are some artists that are like just that big and like, you know, people want to get in bed with them, but nah. He kind of made certain things seem a lot easier than they are, and he gave a lot of people like um, very poor views of what it's like being an indie, or indie artist, or, or like how it is to go about gaining success in the music industry. And that's my beef with him. It wasn't a gimmicky thing; it was a, that he fucking lied thing. Joe Budden would talk about it regularly on his podcast, and I kind of thought like, damn, like why is Joe like like mind you like at that like in 2016, 2015, like yeah, I was like. Yo, leave chance alone. But like as now, like all of this shit comes out, and it's just like, damn, like and I this... think then Joe Joe had him on an episode to talk about it too. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. talked about it. Yeah, so like think about they think didn't really answer it. Mm -hmm. Of course not. He danced around it, but like I mean, he you know he was did what he was supposed to do, but you know it was just like a lot of weird shit. Those hat those hats with the fucking threes. I don't know what the fuck those was about. Like made dirt red. Yeah, yeah, they did, but. Yeah, I just didn't... I, I think, was it just to specify that this is his third mixtape? Yeah, I think so. Pretty much. Um, I think so. And he's still wearing them. Wasn't there a whole thing, too, at the time where people were saying that this was... Uh, he was a plant to dethrone Drake? Uh, mm. the, uh, that, that the whole... 
I remember there being a. a, a, a I, I believe that. that. I don't know of that. All these different labels just want Drake to, you know, like not succeed this year. So they had all got together and they were all willing to go along with this whole uh, he's not signing mm-hmm. thing. Uh, that I mean, I, sounds familiar only because I remember the Drake lyric that came out of nowhere toward him. Yeah. Where he said, uh, um, if I would have left a chance, I would have picked the name like Chance the Rapper or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, in the fold of this album, mm-hmm. um, any standouts for you? Like what stands out for you off rip? Like how do we feel about the intro? Um, all we got is definitely a good ass job beat. Yeah. With Kanye, yeah, it's supposed to be like I definitely that definitely probably should have went on Good Ass Job. Remember, remember he was saying he was gonna finish Good Ass Job and he was gonna make you that's know another man. thing that that um Chance did to get people on his side. Too. Yeah, bro, like, like I'm taking I'm taking Kanye back to Chicago. He's gonna finish Good Ass Job. Everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, yo, fuck this dude, bro. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, like we we saw Kanye really felt the bottom when he was barking on him when he was in. Oh, Miami. that was that was cringy to see. Yeah, yeah really, man. he went yeah, in on him. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, good. So you know, um, yeah, all we got, I I thought was really cool. I think it was a uh, one of the one of the standouts for me. No problem, obviously, is a standout for me. Yeah. Like such a such a standout song, right? Um, so I like I like mixtape. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like Chance's parts. I get that. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all night is something that I I, I enjoy it. And Juke Jam is solid. Um, also, how great is like a Hillsong classic? Have you ever, have you ever been to Hillsong? I've never been to Hillsong. I know where Hillsong is. Okay, yeah, like it's like one of those songs. Like, well, it's like all right, cool. Like we're hip. <laughs> we're hip, but we're gospel. Yeah, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. My cousin is a part of them, so I'm gonna keep my comments. Right. I mean, I'm nothing bad. I'm just, we're hip, but we're gospel. Um, smoke break is fire. Mm. Smoke break is good with future. Yeah, and I am happy to see that a lot of people that are featured on here are still really, really out here. Mm-hmm. Except for like drama isn't really out here like back then. Well, now his name is Shelly. But he changed it back to drum. Yeah, he changed it back. Oh, Drake let him do it. It was, it was just it wasn't working. It was weird. But Drake, then now Drake, he went back to drum. Okay, Drake let him do it. Okay, cool. This, that special shit. I was that I was just randomly when this dropped. I yeah, I was pissing people because I was just randomly singing the drum shit. Yeah, all oh, drum thing special. Yeah. yeah, that shit is solid. Um, Jay Electronic on here is pretty solid. Yes, you know. Um. I think a lot of the people that showed up for him really, really showed up. You got the you got the blessing tree prize with MC yeah. Pack and BJ Chicago Kid and Rory and Todd Dollar Sign, which is incredible. Um heard anything lately from BJ the Chicago Kid, have you? No. He drops he He's dropped locked a in a TDE basement. He dropped a, he dropped a Lucy fairly recently. Um, but that's about it. I'm not sure. I haven't been tapped in a BJ Chicago Kid lately. Um we see where Lil Yachty is. You know, he's still out here. Thugger, you know, of course, is yeah. Thugger. Up. Um, but I think overall, for the people that contributed to this project, they really bought the AIDS. They did. Yeah. I mean, because they knew, like, this was, this was like, the whole industry was riding on this project. It kind of changed things with Apple Music, how certain music is distributed. Yes. Right? So I just think that what Chance did, it was good for artists. But as a fan, I'm not happy with Chance lying to me. Mm. Yeah. That's it. 
I think before also this project came, and I think I'm still knowing about it, there's two projects I wanted from him. Roscoe sweatsuit. The Roscoe's. Uh, ah, yeah. Sweatsuit. And yeah. Uh, the one I mentioned before, the Gene Blake project. Because mm -hmm. that uh, life round here, that's beautiful. Yeah. Like, like that shit still, like, uh, I'm thinking, I mentioned it, I'm like, damn, I haven't heard that song in a minute, but like the second I leave here today, I know that's the first thing I'm going to play. I haven't heard that in a minute. But Roscoe's Wetsuit, I don't know why it never came out. And for those listening, if you don't know what that is, that was this project that kind of took on a life of its own online. Um, it was supposed to have Childish Campino and um and Chance the Rapper on a collaborative project. Um, and they were both at the height of their careers. Musically. Then, yeah. Musically. The height of the hype of music. Yeah. I think, I think when, because uh, I think this is the hype. Mm -hmm. now because those those rumors were around for like two three years before right that. Mm -hmm. they were on they were, you're right because um awaken my love came out yeah. after this so yeah he was at donald glove was at his peak at before awaken my love yeah yeah that's true um and i think so roscoe's west will be uh it was like yeah because that was before because the internet it was because the, it was around the time that they dropped acid rap and childish had dropped royalty yeah yeah because they did the uh was it wise guys um or the worst guys. guys worst guys so um because of the internet yeah and then um they did yeah mm -hmm. um so everybody kind of wanted to see that project come to fruition it just never did and i think the time has come and gone i don't think anybody's really checking for that anymore yeah um but overall for this project i do like how do you think kanye took some cues from this for his uh sunday service um I don't. You wanna know what's crazy? I don't know what came first, the 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 chicken or the egg on this, right? Because I don't know who influenced who. I don't know if Chance influenced Kanye or if Kanye influenced Chance. With that because the concept because because yes because um the life of Pablo um Chance was very like involved mm -hmm. in the life of Pablo mm -hmm. and vice versa Kanye was very involved in coloring book. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they were just like bouncing off of each other and like at that time because Chance was going through the spiritual thing and Kanye was as well. Like they like I don't I, I really don't know and it's never been talked about. I think it's safe to say Kanye was inspired by Chance. That's why he had him around so much around then. Con uh Chance even has like um yeah. different tracks that he he like waves. He has a version of waves that wasn't kept. But Back then, he did like he did like a whole verse for Waves, and I think he wrote some of Kanye's verse for it. Um, and I think back then it just goes with where he was like creatively from what we saw. And um, and Kanye, they were kind of tapped into the same type of wave. Okay. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I think they, I think that's really what it is. I think they they probably uh, was probably a mutual thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's one of those things like I've been thinking I've been thinking something like that too, and like yo, but like. And they kind of they like, just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just but like sorry to cut you off, David. I want to go back to that. No, Kanye made Jesus walks, bro. Yeah. Oh, I I meant I no. Mean, I'm a, I was I was saying to Reg. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like I don't think Chance influenced Kanye to make bring gospel into hip hop. No, I, not so. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he he influenced him to bring it. He probably influenced him to revisit it. Not like period. I but think I think so. just like just like I feel like him being around Chance kind of reignited something that was gone before. Cause he hasn't, he didn't consistently keep making music like Jesus Walks, you know. I think he probably was like, "Yo, yeah, I should revisit this type of bag." And 
you know, him being around Chance, he was entertaining the idea of doing something like Good Ass Job again. So it's not like he didn't influence the thought. I think he just reignited something. I don't agree, Reg. <laughs> you know, that's that's just where I'm at with it. But um, needless to say, they brought a lot out of each other creatively around that time frame, you know, um, and they was both in that same bag. I think with this album, though, he went up and down with a lot of different thoughts and ideas. And, and I think the, the features really brought the balance with it. Mm. Yeah. What's up? You know, I'm ready to get his verdict. That's it for you? Yeah. Man, the way the way he's sitting, I know this verdict is gonna be crazy. What about you? You had anything else? Um it's not a bad project. Mm-hmm. It's just with everything that came after this, it comes off gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Um I remember loving it. I think uh I think it wasn't as good as Acid Rap to me. Um but for me, this is the beginning of Chance doing too much. I think after this, he kind of felt like he was everywhere with himself. Like it just it was like it was too much. Okay. And not in a and it was just not in a. Oh, he looks cool. Way it's more like you're everywhere, and it just looks like you just want to add attention. You're doing him. a lot. The Kanye video came out of him sunning him, and it's like ah, and then. I just love my wife, and it's like, all right. Yeah, that meme really that meme did not help him out. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a rough verdict. I can already tell, but we're gonna get into it. Um, kick us off, Torian. Two out of five waffles. All right. Care to explain? It's a bad album. Like that's it. Just over it. Yeah, it's a bad a album. Bad album. There's no say. There's any is there any saving grace in this for you? Um, Anything you revisit? Anything you think? Nah, about? man. If he stole something from anybody, it was fucking Kurt Franklin. Like I just, I'm good. Okay. What about you? I don't think it's a bad album. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the features are the best parts of it. Mm-hmm. I also think if you go and see all the people featured on this album for both vocal contribute contributions, like. There's people you don't realize are all over the album. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's cool. It's not that great anymore to me. It's, it's, it was great. It's just good now. Mm. I'm going to go with three and a five. Mm. Okay. I actually agree with that rating. Um, I think, I really like when we do albums like this because it kind of recenters the whole purpose of this show. Because when we first talked about this album, we fucking love this album. Now, when everything kind of is introduced to us over the years, and we know what we know about Chance now, and we've digested his music differently over the years, and then you revisit this and you listen with your 2023 20, years, it's a lot different. Um, not to say that all like the, the media type shit played a part in it. I think what played a part in it for me is that um, the music just doesn't hold up the same. You know? Um, I think we've heard so many different types of albums over the years that this just doesn't fit into that mode anymore. And um, yeah, man, there's a, there's some songs on here that I still, I still really like, you know, there's, um, there's no problems. There's juke jam. 
Um, there's a few. There, there's yeah. there's a couple that I that I would revisit on my own. Um, but I think it just hasn't held up over the years. But um, I see what he did. I see what he tried to do with it. I just don't need this whole album. You know, I, I appreciate the effort of it. Um, but yeah, over the years, no, I don't need this album, and it hasn't really held up how it did back then, unfortunately. But I am gonna do my due diligence. And I'm going to dig into the archives and I'm going to go look from when we first heard this album and how we felt. And you can see the complete contrast. Just goes to show why this show exists. For what I wish we still had that group chat. Oh, yeah. I'm, Felix probably does. You know, Felix keeps everything. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how we felt about it. Um, but I do encourage you guys to, to visit it. Form your own opinion, of course. This is just ours. Um, and let us know what you think. I really hate this. This is a long term. Felix was right. So, did he? Did he not like this one? No, nah, he said we were gonna like it as much in the future. No, oh, that's interesting. Ah, uh, Felix. Um, I was gonna say our very own Negro Domics, but that's not even. Uh, I'm, per- <laughs> <laughs> I'm first class bridge. And I'm sorry, B. And we're out of here. Thank you. Dun dun. <laughs>